Happy New Year, everybody. Thank God 2020's over, huh? I wouldn't say that yet. We have no idea what 2021 is going to do. We were, uh, remember in 2016 when everybody's like, oh, I can't wait till 2016 is over. 2016, worst year. And 2016 was like, wait till 2020 gets here. <laughs> yeah, I actually looked back through my Facebook memories about that. And it was like, I, li- I literally put down, thank God 2016's over. And I'm thinking to myself now, like, if you only knew. Yeah. <laughs> you poor bastard. <laughs> <clears throat> but you know, at least at least 2020 is over. At least 2020 is over. Yeah, I'll give you that. Um, I, I have nothing to say about 2021 until at least four months in. We'll see how things are going around mm. like March and April. Uh, yeah, March, April, and May. We'll see how things are going. <laughs> mm. So, uh, this is of course gaming sessions. Uh, the GSPNN. Part one. I am David, co-host Gerald joining us. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, how's everybody doing? Cautiously optimistic. Yeah, cautiously optimistic. Uh, hope everybody's having a good day, a good week. Hope you've been being safe out there. Hope you had a good Christmas. Hope you had a good New Year. Uh, thank you for joining us again. Mm. <clears throat> Indeed. So I'll start first. I actually worked two days this week at the Smile Corporation. The Smile Corporation? Yeah, you know, it's got the smiles on the side of the boxes. Oh, okay. Oh. Well, I, congratulations yeah. getting back to work, I guess. I don't know if... I never know if I should congratulate someone for getting back to work, because Unless you enjoy <laughs> your job, it's not something to congratulate mm. anyone for. <laughs> Working is terrible. It's like, hey, congratulations on becoming a wage slave again. Yeah. Hope you're enjoying it. Congratulations on going to that thing that you <clears throat> fucking hate every day. <laughs> mm. uh, luckily, luckily for me, it's only two days a week. Five hours a day. It's kind of like congratulating so, someone on their divorce. <laughs> hey, congratulations on your divorce. <laughs> congratulations on life being flipped upside down and torn into pieces. Right. But continue. Sorry. Yeah. Well, so, like I said, it's 10 hours a week. Um, I actually, I'm the guy who, or one of the guys who puts the stuff in the box before it gets shipped. And uh, I boxed up some interesting stuff on my first day, including a rabbit vibrator. <laughs> hopefully that, uh, hopefully that poor lady got got it as soon as possible. I knew it was coming. <laughs> I knew it was coming. As soon as you said I boxed some interesting things, I was like, oh, there's going to be so many sex toys. <laughs> Oh, just the one so far. <laughs> just the one so far. And then let's see, there was uh I boxed up a jug of bleach and a spray bottle of bleach cleaner. I boxed up uh <clears throat> a big ass jug of uh I think it's like deer repellent spray or something. 
thing looked like it was about to explode. But when I asked the guy who was, you know, teaching us, he's like, yeah, just box it and ship it. Okay. Hopefully it doesn't explode. Yeah. Uh, and, and of course being out of work for two months, uh, getting back into work, my lower back is hating me fiercely right now. Yeah. But hopefully that will that will disappear soon. Um, in other news of things worthless things, uh, I've evidently finally completed the dawning, and the special gift that Space Grandma gave me was an exotic pair of arms that I already have that are practically fucking worthless. Really. Mm-hmm. Is it random, or can you pick what you get, or is that the only thing you get? Well, evidently, it's the well, it's one of the only things you get because my friend Justice got them and my friend Jared got them, and Jared was not happy. It, he shouldn't be because <laughs> from the way you were talking was, about it, uh, sorry for interrupting. It's just like from the way you were talking about it the last time you talked about it. The entire ordeal is just terrible. And people were only doing it because they were supposed to get something good. And now you come back and tell me that they gave you literally something worthless that you already had? Mm -hmm. Fucking A. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, his his comment was especially... uh, Funny, he was like, I did all that shit just to get a fucking pair of Aeon Swifts. Really? I was like, yep. Happy holiday. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, well. Fucking welcome to what has become. Welcome to what Destiny has become, I suppose. Uh, That's... uh, well, at least now I don't have to worry about that shit and I can, oh yeah. And <clears throat> another thing they have, uh, they have two lost sectors that, that will rotate. There's the 1250 and the 1280. The 1250 is supposed to give you an exotic, you have a rare chance. And I'm using air quotes when I say that rare chance to get an exotic helmet drop. Mm-hmm. I was finally able to complete one of them. Guess what I got? What? Not not the helmet. Mm. And and the and this these and and that's just the twelve fifty sector. I probably died like twenty times. And the and oh no, you can't die twenty times. You can only die three. But <clears throat> thankfully, it was easy enough. And once you kill like some of the the overcharged or the barrier uh, bad guys, it gives you like one revive chance back. And then it was just a lot of running in circles, hiding, and then shooting the giant servitor from a distance. Mm. I guess you need to complete it in a certain amount of time to maybe get that rare chance. Cause I guess I didn't. Cause all I got was like two blue pieces of armor and some glimmer and yeah. Mm. So, you know, definitely, definitely want to try that again. 
uh, and then uh, another trip to the hospital for the wife. But we we've got her the the medicine she needs, so hopefully that doesn't happen at least not again. You know, anytime this in the next month. Right. <clears throat> yeah. And then my last bit. Uh, did you watch the video I sent you about the shot heard round the world? No, I, I have not. Uh, so, okay. So listeners, I'm sure you've seen the video and all the re- remixes of it. So there's this skinny fucking white dude oh boy. in a gas station. It gets worse. It gets better. He's dropping the N word like five times a minute wait i think no no, no, there's this hold on hold on i i think i remember that uh you sent it someone else had already shown it to me that's why i didn't watch it this is the the fight in the you say it's a gas station this was the fight between the black guy and the white guy um and And the black guy smacked him yeah can right in the face like he Burst the can literally on his face. I got to give it up to the white guy for having a, a a rock hard enough jaw to have taken that to the face and still been standing up. Like he burst that can <laughs> on that dude's face. I was like, wow. I'm honestly I, like give props where props are due. Like, I don't know if I could have taken a hit to the face like that. And and if you and if you had listened after the dude hit him in the face with the can and he fell back, the sound of the door chime chimed, but the door didn't open. <laughs> and there were several people in the comments like, "Up, oh, that was that dude's soul leaving his body." <laughs> so yeah, the one I sent you was uh, it was the the Dave Matthews Band song remix. So, like, when he goes to smack the dude in the face, it just, like, breaks out into the intro of the Dave Matthews Band song. And with and every time the drummer hits the snare, mm-hmm. that dude's getting smacked in the face with the can again. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Jess showed me the first one, which is just uh, when it starts and then him getting smacked in the face with the can. And then uh, Nick found the full uh, video. And it conti- it continues mm-hmm. into a full blown fight after that, in which the white guy, deservedly so, gets his ass beat. Um, mm-hmm. So, I mean, it happens. People are people. Yeah, like, That's why I don't like living in cities. <laughs> <laughs> like the black dude, just like takes him down and just rings his bell repeatedly, and then the white dude's like, "Okay, okay, okay." And other comments were like, oh, he's he's saying that because he doesn't know what planet he's on yet. <laughs> Excuse me. But yeah, that that's my bit for the week. So what do you have? Uh, let's see. My, my week was eh, it wasn't as eventful, I guess, as it normally is. Uh, Christmas was pretty uh, Christmas was good, as we talked about in the last podcast. Uh, the New Year's was also good. Uh, just chilling and hanging out with friends, people getting drunk and doing dumb, funny shit. So it, it was a good time. Hmm. Um, I spent uh most of my time getting in some 
quality gaming if uh, as much as I could, but I was jumping between so many different things. I probably didn't. I should probably should have just focused on one game and just played it the entire time, but I couldn't. Um, mm. uh, the uh, Arc System Works is currently working on a new uh, fighting game, which is called DNF Duel. It is actually a fighting game based on the Dungeon Fighter French MMO franchise. Do you remember Dungeon Fighter? Mm, I can't say that I do, but continue. Uh, I was actually a big fan of Dungeon Fighter, like when I was younger. Like it's been around, it's been around for as long as I can remember. Um, from when I first started playing video games, so it's been a long, it's been around since like my teenage, like my early teens. Um, and it was like a browser side-scrolling MMO because uh, you could play with other people. It had PvP. It was a, uh, it, it was a uh, left-right beat 'em up, sort of like Final Fight. Um, and you would uh, band up with other people, go into an instance, beat up all the enemies, fight a boss, beat up the boss, and then you just do that over and over and over again. And they came out with a whole slew of different characters, a lot of which were really good and that I liked. Um, uh, they had different classes, things like that. So they're, so Arc System Works, who are the people who also created uh, Dragon Ball Fighters. They also do. Uh, they're also the ones who did Blast Blue. They are also the ones who did Guilty Gear. So Arc System Works is making a Dungeon Fighters fighting game. They released a trailer for it, and you can see some of the characters and some of their moves. And I like one of the girls looked like uh, like I saw the at first. I didn't know what it was. I saw it, and one of the female characters. I was like, dude, that looks exactly like the fighter from Dungeon Fighters. And so I started looking into it more because it literally looked like they just pulled her out of Dungeon Fighters. And I was like, so I look into it, it's like, oh, the Arxis is making a fighting game for the Dungeon Fighters uh, company, uh, the Dungeon Fighters developers. I was like, oh, okay. All right. So this, so hmm. we'll see how this goes. Um, so far, it looks pretty good. Um, they have the fighter... Some of the classes I don't recognize. They have the uh, Soul Stealer, which is a... I, I want to say Soul Stealer. I don't remember specifically. Um, or the... Either Soul Stealer or, like, the... Uh, the Demon Possessed. I forget the exact name of the class. But it's basically a guy with a demon arm. And he's possessed by a demon. So they have him as a character. They have, of course, the female fighter. They have the male fighter, who basically looks like Ryu who they showed him doing a combo and he knocked his opponent into the air, jumped into the air, grabbed him and then slammed him into the ground. So we'll see how that works out. He seems to be a grappler. Um, they have sort of like a Joan of Arc like female character in, uh, in European armor with a giant two, uh, two headed ax. Um, uh, hmm. Let's see. Uh, they have the uh, the du the uh, dual pistolier. I forget what he was exactly called. I think he was called a ranger. Maybe he was called the shooter. And he's he he's basically you know the uh, anime version of a cowboy. And he's got the dual pistols that he shoots with. So they got him in there. Um, 
So I don't know. So far, it looks really good. Arxis always does good work, so it's hard for it not to be good. We'll have to see what it's like when it comes out. But I'm honestly pretty excited about it. I'm, I, I've always liked the Dungeon Fighter series. I could just never stick with it because I love I love beat 'em ups. But it was a beat that game. Just I don't know. It just couldn't keep me in it. So I'm very interested in this fighting game, and it, hopefully it will be good. Arxis does good work with their fighting games, as we've seen. Um, also, not only is Arxis Works making a Dungeon Fighter fighting game for uh, Neo, uh, Neopol, which is the Dungeon Fighter developers, Neopol themselves, I believe it's Neopol, but Neopol, the, Neopol is developing a Dungeon Fighter MMO called project bbq because it doesn't have a specific name yet it's just called project bbq um and i saw a trailer for it <laughs> and it is very anime but man the combat looks so good the combat looks amazing project bbq if you if you come across this uh podcast in any way and listen up to this point please understand something if you can make your combat as fluid, as responsive, and as good-looking as it looks in that trailer you released, this MMO will literally put you on the map. I cannot see it failing. So you know what your one job is? To make sure... Don't no, no, no. Up. Their one job <laughs> is to make sure that their system is optimized, like optimized as much as they can optimize it. So it runs as smoothly on whatever consoles they're going to be putting it on or whatever platform they're going to be putting it on. Also, if you plan to put it on multiple consoles, but you're focusing, uh, if you're planning to put it on multiple platforms, but you're going to be focusing specifically on one platform first, Fuck the other platforms. Just focus on your just focus on your main platform. Get it on there. Make sure it is good. It is solid. Then work on the other platforms and bring it to the other platforms. <clears throat> Do not spread yourself thin because that's what other developers have done and it has fucked them. Optimize, <clears throat> optimize, optimize your engine. So it runs on whatever platform you're putting it on 100%. Because this MMO is absolutely riding on that combat system. It's an anime MMO, so you're losing a big portion of your MMO, uh, your, uh, MMO audience. audience just on that. But if that combat system comes out as good as it looks in that trailer, you will get them. You will get them. You will get more. That MMO will be, <laughs> dude. Everyone, everyone bitched in. Everyone when WoW came out, like after WoW was out for like a couple of years, new MMOs that were coming up that looked good. Everyone was like, "Oh, it's a WoW killer. Oh, it's a WoW killer. Oh, this will be the new WoW killer." And then every single one of those MMOs came out, and their optimization was garbage. They couldn't handle the player load that they got. That's another thing, uh, Neopole, uh, and I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing that right, is N-E-O-P-L-E. Um, make sure you test, yeah, do as many beta tests as you have to to make sure that when you open up, you have as good a launch as you can. 
there's no way to accurately predict how you know it, launches are bad there's no way to accurately predict what the load is going to be but i would say do multiple beta tests get as many people on those servers as possible and then triple those fucking servers on launch day just <laughs> don't do what bungie does right and time. even if you don't hit your uh if even if you don't hit your server load for players on launch day understand that the reputation of your combat system will get you the people to test those servers so just spend the money but may, now mm. your main goal is going to be making sure that combat system is as good as it looks it has to be because if it's not this game is going to die over here anyway because they're supposed to be bringing this over to you know Europe and over here to the Americas if that combat system is anything less than what we are seeing in that trailer, that game, this MMO is going to bomb. It, it's done. You have no chance. You have to make sure that combat system is as good as it looks in that trailer. Have to. Then after that, work on your story. Make sure your, sto your story doesn't have to be phenomenal. <laughs> It doesn't have to be the next Jim Busher or Stephen King or fucking uh, J.R.R. Martin. It doesn't have to be that. It just has to be solid. Just make it a good, solid story. Don't try to do anything too complicated. Gauge your writing talent well. Don't do anything too complicated if they can't do anything too complicated. Keep it simple and solid. That's fine. People will accept that because that combat system is so good. Then make sure your classes are solid. Make sure, I mean, from what I can tell, their classes are pretty solid. Their classes look good. So we'll see. Um, get a good character creator in there next. Because if that combat system is good, people are going to want to play it often and they're going to want to customize their characters. Make the character creator as good as you can. But it is your third priority. Um, so it's optimization combat system uh story character creator um then everything else kind of comes after that because everything else can be improved upon later on those are your core things you really need to focus on with this and i i can guarantee you if you knock those things out of the park that mmo will be one of the biggest mmos we've ever seen because it's combat looks that good um oh, i'm getting half a dude chance. it looks so good i'll send you the uh i'll send you the trailer uh but it looks so good like it looks good um but yeah so project bbq uh by nepo uh they're doing that and that's i'm not gonna get excited i'm not gonna be hype but i am going to hold out hope that once that they do what I'm saying they need to do, that they optimize so when the game launch, their combat system is as smooth and responsive as it is, um, that they work on the combat to maybe make it even better than what it looks like in their reveal trailer. So all I can do is hope. All I can do is hope. Um, has, has there ever been a game that the trailers exceeded or the the actual gameplay nope. has exceeded the Not trailer? that I can think of. 
there's uh uh and it's it's an action based combat so it's almost like uh if you remember the devil may cry games it's almost like an mmo devil may cry and the new devil may cry 5 hmm. came out and it's amazing in its combat so that's why I'm saying if they can do that on an MMO scale and optimize their engine so their engine doesn't fuck it up and make sure that they make that combat as smooth as and responsive because the characters uh, let me send let me send you the trailer um and I'll move on to the next thing but here mm. let me uh I'll send you the tra- I'll find it and send you the trailer real quick um I played a bunch of Cyberpunk uh, hmm. I am still in the beginning of the game because when I say I played a, a bunch of cyberpunk, what I mean is I ran around the world doing whatever the fuck I want and beating the shit out of bad guys. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> now, uh, quick interruption on that because I saw something on one of the the gaming pages I'm I'm in on Facebook. You can evidently get a giant dildo as a weapon. Uh I don't know about that. About that. Did I disconnect? Uh well it, it I don't know it, I don't know that's never really happened before and you and Chewie and other people have sent me links while we were recording but it just it just dropped it. It might be my phone. My phone is garbage. I'm going to need to get a new one. Um, But sorry about that. But anyway, I sent the trailer. Give that a watch. I think you'll be as impressed as I am. Um, Because it's kind of in a hack and slash fashion, but it's also in an action character, Devil May Cry kind of fashion. Looks really good. Um, So I've put about maybe... 20 or more hours in the cyberpunk um and, and like i said i haven't been actually furthering the story i've just been running around doing whatever i want exploring the world um so i've been beating up like the tigers fact uh the tigers gang um mostly the tigers gang they are everywhere um then i ran into the maelstrom fuck those guys those guys are assholes Every single one of them. There's a mission that you get where you're talking to a monk. It's him and his brother. The Maelstrom, what Maelstrom is, they're these really uh, chaotic, evil, radical uh, gang of dudes who are highly cybernetically uh, enhanced. So, like, they'll have almost, like, 60 to 70% of their bodies replaced by cybernetics. Like, even, like, literally their faces will just be, like, some of them just have, like, they don't have a face. They have, uh, like, cameras and things that are just in their head where they, like, they're highly, highly cybernetically enhanced. Um, well, there are these two monk brothers that you get a mission to go help. And you're talking to the one monk. Now, the monks are from a faith that abhors any form of cybernetic enhancement. They no. feel like forcing any part of your body with a cybernetic is a, uh, is a defilement of your body. You know, your body is your temple. You're not supposed to just start tearing your temple apart and doing whatever, right? You know, instituting, like, you know, uh, and you're not supposed to institute heating and plumbing into your temple. That's not what it's for. <laughs> uh, well, the, the <clears throat> these 
spectrum assholes drug the brothers and like literally they kidnapped them drug them and then they cybernetically enhance one of them like this is all against the brother's will they just grab these dudes and and you get over there and you're talking to the first brother and he's been all cybernetically enhanced and they did it all haphazardly too like you your character is v even comments he's like dude what what happened to you did some second rate dude do this to you like the the way they the cybernetic implants they gave him weren't even good it, it was like if you just had some like flunked out malpractice doctor who didn't know what the fuck he was doing just cut into your body and replacing shit oh, so, so they Dr. Nick Simpsons yeah they like they fuck him up and he, he he recounts the story of how this happened, and it's obvious that they did it simply because they could. They did it because they, they did it literally because the Monk Brothers' religion says that it is something that shouldn't be done. So they were like, fuck that, and they just did it to this guy. And he's like, could you please save my brother, but please don't kill any of them. And I've <laughs> dealt with Maelstrom before I got to this quest, and I was like, yeah, there's no way that's not going to happen. I'm going to murder every single fucking one of them. <laughs> and I proceeded to murder every single one of them. And mm-hmm. you find his brother, who luckily hasn't been cybernetically enhanced, but they're monks, so his brother tries to, and he tries to, he's like, please solve this issue without any bloodshed. And I was like, okay, I'll try. <laughs> And then I go and I find his brother and I save his brother and his brother is like saving me was not worth all the death you cause. And I was like, uh, guy, if it wasn't you, they were going to do it to someone else. This isn't a group of people that you can this isn't a group of people that you can talk to or whose minds you can change. The maelstroms are just monsters. They are just the worst um, there was no way I was getting you out of here without a fight, unless I wanted to pay them money, which I wasn't going to do. So hmm. I opted to do the evil thing because I'm not going to act like I'm some paragon because I killed a bunch of guys who deserved it. Killing is killing. If you kill another person, you've murdered another human being. That is an evil, unless you did it in self-defense. If you have to protect your own life against someone else. I can't see it being evil to protect yourself if the only thing they if the only avenue they leave you is killing them to protect your own life. Fuck what anybody says. I can't see that as evil. I didn't I what I did to the maelstroms was not self-defense. I intentionally went in there and beat them all into bloody messes until they stopped moving. <laughs> I understand that that was evil, and I made the choice to commit that evil and take all the consequences that come with it later on when I die, and you know I'm uh, and I'm in front of God, and He's like, "Well, you murdered like fifteen hundred people. That's just bad." And I was like, "Yeah, I know," but it was fun though, wasn't it? <laughs> well, it was, but I don't regret it. It's like I didn't kill anyone. I like I I didn't just like. I'm not going to explain myself, right? I'm going to be like, yeah, I made the choice to do this, and I have no regrets about making that choice. It is what it is. You make the decision you're going to make. <laughs> um, but yeah, fuck Maelstrom. I murder those guys every time I see them. 
every chance I get. They are cockroaches that need to be stamped out. So fight <laughs> on site for the maelstrom. Got it. So I also, uh, since I was just running around grinding stuff out, I leveled up quite a bit. Um, I made quite a, uh, a large amount of money. So I was finally able to get, and I was able to get my street cred up high enough that I was able to go to a ripper dock, which are the guys who implement cybernetics. And I was able to get the gorilla arms. Now, oh, Jesus. I, yeah, <laughs> I've just been running around punching things to death. Oh man, I love this game for letting me just go around and just box people until they stop moving. Now, with your normal arm, with your with your with just your normal organic arms, all of your punches do damage, but they're non-lethal. Meaning, all of your uh, everyone you knock out, they're just unconscious. Basically, they're still alive. You can kill them by going over and continuing to punch them until they die. Um, but you don't have to. When you get gorilla arms everything's a lethal attack. Like, <laughs> don't survive that. And there's a wind-up, like, you get a you get a, uh, a strong punch, and basically that is just a, a wind-up right hook, right? Mm. And there's a perk in the in the bra in the street brawler tree, because there's literally a tree for just street brawling, just street fighting. Um and it says uh, if you stun an opponent, you get extra damage on the stunned opponent. I don't know if the strong attack actually stuns, but whenever I punch someone in the face with a strong attack, they go to one knee and they seem stunned and awed <laughs> while they read the, while they correct what has happened to their jaw. Like it, it feels really good to punch someone in the face. It really does. Well, once you get the gorilla arms, if you strong punch someone in the face, which is normally which does uh, which is a basically a critical hit, and if that would knock them out, it immediately doesn't execute and kills them. <laughs> so um so the uh that one perk that you had talked about where you can beat a f motherfucker with another motherfucker how does that work with the gorilla arms i haven't gotten the chance to uh to check it because i've been working on uh the crafting tree because some of the exploits for infinite money are still in the game it's obvious that they patched some there was a YouTube video talking about an item that you could go get and you were able to then just resell it to the vendor. And when you sold it to the vendor, it sold for 4500 But when you bought it back, it was only for three. So it was just an infinite money selling it, selling it and buying it back. And when the vendor ran out of money, you would just move the day forward 24 hours, go back in, and the vendor would be refilled with money. So it was literally an infinite money. Well, you have to go all the way back to around where you started in the game, like out in the refinery section of the city. And when you start the game and you do the first mission, after you do, you've done the first mission, they do a blockade around the city so you can't get out. There's one way out that you can go. And when you go that way, the get a little message comes up and the game goes there's nothing out for you here yet and then it teleports you back <clears throat> into the city 
So I, and I think that came with the patch because I don't think that was there before because it doesn't make any sense. It's supposed to be an open world, free roam, go where you, it's supposed to be go wherever you want. It's supposed to be. So that must have been something they patched in to try to alleviate that exploit. That's just what I think. I don't know for sure. Um, But there's another exploit that takes a hell of a lot longer, but still works. You can buy uh, cans from the vending machines. So there are vending machines everywhere. And there are vending machines that give you food. And there are vending machines that give you drinks. The ones with drinks can be broken down into components. And um, when you break them down, they give you five components and they give you like one or two uh, uncommon components. Right. And it's only the uh, it's only the drink cans that you can do this with. You can't disassemble food. So you disassemble the drink cans. It'll give you five normal components. Correct. Well, a normal component is worth five. Uh. Uh, what is their currency? Five eddies. Uh, a normal, co- a, a, a normal, just white average component is worth five eddies. To buy a drink is ten eddies. So you buy the drink for ten. You disassemble it into five components. Sell those five components for twenty-five. You've just made a profit of fifteen. Mm-hmm. If you go into the crafting tree, you can get a perk that gives you extra components. So now you get six components when you disassemble the drink can. You can also get another perk that gives you, I think, up to a, I think it's 15% chance of just getting a free component as well. So it's possible to get seven components. So you buy for 10, sell for 35. And you just do that over and over and over and over again. And you can you can make like uh, every thousand normal components gives you like five grand minimum. Mm-hmm. So if you're willing to take the time, you can just fill up your bank account. I, I think I made I was able to make like 20, 25 grand. And it took me like it took me a while though. It took me a good two, three, four hours just doing that over and over again. And you have to be careful with the exploit because one, the vending machines will uh, run out of drinks; they'll uh, sell out. So you can't. So you have to go then find another vending machine. And sometimes, if you're trying to do it quick, the vending machine will stop giving you drinks, but it'll keep taking your money. So you have to pay attention to when that is happening. If it happens once or twice, it's not a big deal. But if you're not paying attention and you're just going, you can spend literally all your money um, and not get anything. But basically what this allows you to do, let's say you have 20 grand on hand, you can spend all 20 grand you have, disassemble, sell all of the components you got from disassembling and double and or triple that triple what you had going from 20 to 40 Mm. 20 to 60 grand Mm. it's just a long drawn out process to do it but it works so i did a little bit of that but most of my money came from just um because you can run around and basically thwart crimes you just get to be you just get to be a vigilante 
So you can run around and you can listen to the police scanner. And the police scanner will come up and be like, hey, there's an assault going on here. Hey, there's an armed robbery over here. Hey, we're pinned down by some maelstrom psychos or or other or Tigers faction or something like that. Or, oh, there's a drug deal happening over here. Uh, go uh, take care of it and, and we'll pay you for it. So basically what you do is you'll run over to those spots. You'll beat the you'll you'll incapacitate. And they do say incapacitate but these are anybody can do these they're basically like bounties and if you want to and you can do it however you want to if you want to kill everybody you can kill everybody if you just want to incapacitate them and leave them alive that's also fine and then there is a case that you will find that has evidence of of the crime they were committing and you open that case send the information to the police and the police pay you and you can make anywhere from uh Anywhere from five hundred to almost three grand doing one of those, and they can be really quick. Like some of them only have like maybe five or six people you even have to fight. Um, mm. If you're good at it, you can take them out real quick, no problem. Um, so you can make a lot of you make a lot of money that way. You get street cred from it, so you make a lot of street cred that way, um, and you will make you will get a plethora of armor weapons that you can break down or sell and um so basically i'm working on a juggernaut build because there's also an exploit in the game that i i don't think they are able to patch yet it's going to take them some time but uh, there was a YouTube video by spiffy brit i'll throw out that call out he also did the other one i was talking about but where you can get up to like 550 armor in the game, which basically makes you invulnerable to everything in the game. Like, you <laughs> take damage. Which is why I've been doing the street brawling thing and getting the gorilla arms, because once I get my armor up, I'll just be the juggernaut. <laughs> and I'm just going to run around wrecking people's shit and just punching them in the face. It's great. It's great. <laughs> I'm the juggernaut, bitch. <clears throat> yep, pretty much. <laughs> um, now, I have, since I've been playing it so much, I've obviously been running into a lot of the problems with the game. Um, characters will T-pose. I've come across the T-pose issue. Um, when a character dies, they try to T-pose. I have uh, knocked uh, NPC civilians out of their uh, out of their animations. Like there was one NPC, I, I tested this on one NPC civilian uh, because the world is very active. Like you'll see, you'll see couples out at like a pier or something, just gazing out at the water on a date. You'll see at hmm. night during when uh, nightclubs are live and active, you'll have people outside the nightclubs just drinking and and you know having a good time, and then you'll see some you'll see two people off in the distance sometimes next to nightclubs, and there one is holding the other's shoulders, and you, if you go and look, the person being held is just throwing up because they drank too much. So hmm. I was like, huh? Can I just fight an NPC like I fight? enemies and i went up and i punched one 
And no, you don't seem to do any damage to NPCs. You don't seem to be able to actually attack and hurt them, that I can tell. I haven't shot any of them. But usually a good strong punch or a one-two combo lays out anybody. But it knocked them out of their animation, and the guy that I hit walked away, then turned around and just T-posed. And just stayed that way until his animation, like, uh, came back around, like, re- like uh, refreshed itself. So that was weird. Then I was running down the street, and there was an NPC just floating 15 feet in the air for no reason. Just was. So so Chris Angel's in, in uh, cyber, Cyberpunk. Gotcha. Yeah, pretty much. Um, another glitch I ca- uh, another glitch or problem I came across is I was taking, I was doing a, uh, what was it? I think, I don't think it was an assault. It was just a crime in progress. Yeah, I was doing a crime in progress. And I finished taking out all everybody involved and I turn around and there's just and there's an explosion. So I turn around and there's a car n- just fender uh, like just standing on its front fender as fender to the sky on fire just for no reason just just sitting there. And and the explosion didn't make any sense because there was no one around to make the explosion. A car just blew up for reasons. <laughs> and and they just stood up on its front end and just stayed there for reasons. Um, there are times when I'll be moving or I'll be jumping on something and I'll just get thrust forward randomly because object permanence is weird. Even a bottle can literally push you out of your space and just throw you in a random direction. So I was running into that. The more I got into stealthing and doing stealth kills, because you can go up behind a person and grab them by the head, and you have the option to either incapacitate them or snap their neck. The more I got into doing stealth attacks, the more often that was a problem because usually because there's trash everywhere in the city. So usually you have to climb over some form of trash or be next to some form of trash. And sometimes the trash will just explode and push you out into the open. And you're just like, fuck. (laughs) (laughs) So so really, really weird. It's got the, as far as stealth goes, it has the, uh, it, it has Skyrim stealth system where, a person can look you right in the face, but if you run away fast enough and get behind something, they're just like, oh, I guess it was nothing. And they'll just keep walking. <laughs> <laughs> so, and you can, you can, um, I have, uh, I've, uh, uh, I love using sniper rifles, so I do have one in reserve for those fights that you can't just run in and punch things. I just don't have the, I don't have the defenses yet to just be able to just knock everybody out and take whatever you know they do, right? So uh, if there's a large group of guys, I'll sit up, I'll post up with a sniper rifle, and I'll take out primary targets. Um, you can do that from stealth. And everyone will be like, well, where is he? And then after a while, they'll just go back to doing what they're doing. The body of the person whose brains <laughs> you just blew out will, will literally be laying right next to them. And they'll just be like, well, I guess nothing happened at all. <laughs> <laughs> you know, spontaneous head head explosions. Yeah, it happens all the time in, in the city. Yeah. So, you know, <laughs> no big deal. So, so, 
so that's the thing. Um, the fashion is terrible, but it's cyberpunk. Not all the fashion is terrible. Some of it's really good. You'll be going down the street and some chick will walk by in an ensemble that just works really well. But mostly the guys, uh, like, unless you find... Like, there are some good coats. There are trench coats. There are jackets. There are flak jackets. Like, there's some good stuff. But because I'm switching armor so much, what I have on at one time can just look terrible. Hmm. <laughs> so, uh, but you can craft your own clothing. And the strongest clothing in the game, as far as I can tell, is craftable clothing. So once my crafting level is high enough and I have the components, I may be able to craft a good, you know, uh, I might be able to do some fashion souls. So we'll see. <laughs> hmm. um, but yeah, so that seems, to, that's everything that I've kind of run into. I have run into some quests that don't finish. Um, luckily there haven't been any main quests, but there have been some quests where I'll go and do some, I'll, I'll be, I'll be doing it. And then it just doesn't finish. Like I might do a crime in progress where the evidence bag just doesn't show up. I'm looking around for it. Can't find it. I'll scan for it. Can't find it. It's just not there. So, I mean, it's never not lucrative because I get all the guns off of everyone that I beat. I get their, I get armor and mods off of them. Uh, I do, uh, and usually when you, uh, when you, um, when you uh, take out a crime in progress or any kind of thing like that, usually there's a couple of rolls of eddies, just you know, rolls of money just laying around. So you can make a cool thousand eddies just taking the money from criminals <laughs> so mm -hmm. um, so yeah fuck them bitches with money pretty much fuck them bitches um <laughs> but yeah so far I, I i absolutely understand everybody's problems with the game and those problems do need to be fixed but i've been having a pretty good time so uh we'll see if that continues as i get further into the game apparently there's another exploit um, with a mission further in the game that allows you to get infinite money and experience and street cred. So I'm going to try that out and see if it works. <laughs> uh, and, and understand that these are cheats. These are exploits because this game is so horribly put together. These are literally... Mm. It, it's The economy in the game was an afterthought. Or it was so hastily mm -hmm. implemented to make sure that the game could get out when they were saying it was going to be out that they just they didn't test anything. Mm -hmm. um, like and and just as an example of that, the uh, armor exploit, right, is that there is no real set value for armor mods. So when you have a piece of gear, it can have a mod slot. And in that mod slot, you can put different things like higher crit chance, higher crit damage, more armor, uh, more attack damage, uh, resistances, things like that. Well, when you put, you can take a, you can take the highest class of armor and it'll have three or four slots for mods put the highest class of armor mods in all four of those slots and it might give you 250 armor off of that 
if you take out one of the armor mods and put in, let's say, a uh, the lowest tier, like a white mod or a blue mod or a uh, slightly higher tier, a blue mod, it might increase the armor by another hundred points. But if you let's say you have like three white armor mods in there and you take one and you have like 150 armor and you take one out and you put one of the highest tier mods which is a gold mod in for armor mod the armor might go down they 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 tested nothing nothing was tested <laughs> so <laughs> so that's going to be a little tough so because because their numbers are so fucked up, the exploits don't feel like exploits. The exploits actually feel like they need to be there because otherwise you can't get – everything is just random. You need the exploit because when you, um, when you put a mod in a piece of gear, it's there forever. If you try to remove it, it breaks. It's gone. So all you can do is overwrite it by putting by installing another mod on top of it. So hmm. let's say I take like with my last example. Let's take let's say I uh, I craft a, a a gold piece of armor, and I put in three gold armor mods, and I notice that my armor went from three hundred and twelve down to two hundred and forty six for whatever reason. The only thing I can do is take another armor mod and put it in there and then look at my number and see if it went up. And if it went down again, I just have to do that again. Well, you can't do that unless you have a large amount of money and a large amount of resources. And the only way to get your – to be able to – and this is this is min-maxing in a way, but the only – but I say it's min-maxing in a way because it's really not. Because if I put a like if I have two three white mods and a piece of armor and I put a gold mod in there and my armor goes down, that's a problem. So I have to see I have to literally just randomly put mods in of differing quality to see if I can get my armor to go up and stay up and get it as high as I can. Because damage can be really high in this game. Um one of the enemies that I'm having a big problem with are full-on droids. And because the guns that they carry eat through me. They eat through me. Um, and before I got my gorilla arms, it was really hard to deal with them because they didn't care about my puny human organic fists. Like, it, it would take me, like, three or four strong right hooks and a couple of, like, combos to take down an android. So they were a problem. It's much better now that I've got oh. the gorilla arms because you can mod the gorilla arm with uh, electricity and shock, which they're weak to. So now I just explode them with a good right hook. Like, I just come in with a strong right hook and they just explode. But their gun, the guns that they carry still eat through me. Like, if, if they... They will kill me if I don't jump behind cover and wait for a good chance to just deck them. Like, I cannot stand out in the open with those guys. So if I put in a high-tier mod to increase my defense and it lowers my defense, that's a goddamn problem. 
And, mm. and unless you're willing to <laughs> grind and grind and grind, you don't have the money or the resources to keep doing that until your armor goes up. So, so it, so yeah, they're exploits, but they kind because the game is so jank, they have to be. You need the exploits. You really do. Like you don't have to use them, and you can finish the game perfectly fine. But to be fair, you kind of need them if you want to get the most benefit. So, eh. um. So I also sat down and did something that uh, I got Shin Megami Tensei Four. Um, I've always loved the Shin Megami uh, Tensei series, and I played, I won't say all of them, I played a few of them when I was younger, and then I kind of lost track of them. I did, I played all of the Shin Megami Digital Devil Saga series, and I played both Shin Megami Tensei 1 and 2. I believe there was, yeah, I never got around to 3, and I'm, and when I saw 4, and that it was like a samurai thing. I was like, "Oh fuck this!" Because I liked I liked Shin Megami's one and two. Like you were just a student, and the world became apocalyptic. I liked that. And then they were, and they went back to like a feudal thing. So I was like, "Fuck that!" And I just left it. Um, and then I heard some people. Uh, I was listening to a podcast, and they were talking about how uh, good it was, and how well they did the quality of life for the mechanics, and how much better it was mechanic wise. So I was like, okay, well, it's twenty bucks on the Nintendo stores for the Nintendo 3DS, which was another reason I didn't want to get it because I've been playing all of my Shin Megami's on the PlayStation Two. I didn't want to have to go to my 3DS to play my Shin Megami Tensei's. I loved all the animations, uh, the uh, the different demon animations and how they looked and stuff and seeing everything in motion. Like, I liked that. Um, but I was like, okay, I, but I haven't played a Shin Megami Tensei game in a while, and I really like the series, so this is saying that it's an upgrade in quality of life and mechanics. It's 20 bucks on the Nintendo store. Let's sit down, get it, and uh, play it. So I did that. I don't know how this game got the okay in certain areas. <laughs> And this is not me saying that it's bad, but let me walk you through my experience with this game. Level one, you start off and you have to do three missions because uh, basically the way the game starts off is that every couple of years or every year at a certain time, uh, people from all over come in to uh, see if they get chosen to become samurai. And the way to get chosen as samurai is you put on this gauntlet, and the gauntlet has to choose you. So you and your friend go, and uh, he doesn't get chosen. You get chosen, of course. You become a samurai with, like, four other students. And they call them – I don't know if this is a typo in the game or if this they just thought this was clever or cool or what. But they call you princesses instead of apprentices. <laughs> And I have no idea why they would do that. It, it just seems dumb. Um, but you're with four other princesses, and you have to do. And your uh, your trainer sends you on three missions, and he said they send you down into what's called uh, what's called uh, Naraku, and it's basically this dungeon of demons, right? So they tell you you're on the first level. You're level one. They send you down there. They go, hey, defeat a demon. You go down there. 
they give you a pretty easy demon fight. You defeat the demon. Then they're like, go befriend a demon. And this is where the problems start. At level one, everything can one-shot you. Everything. At level one. Your first battle is rigged because you didn't take much damage and you were able to defeat the demon because they knew you needed to. Because after that, everything you fight can one-shot you. And you don't just run into one demon at a time. You can run into two at a time. And everything can one-shot you. So... I died like four or five times. Now, this wasn't simply because I tried to fight the battles, because I didn't. Because the second mission is befriend a demon and get them on your side. Because Shin Megami Tensei is basically Pokemon for demons. Um, so, I I talked to... I, I, and, and what I did is I, I talked to one of the demons, right? Guess what? When you talk to the demon and have a conversation, if negotiations break down, you lose your entire turn, and they get to attack you. Mm -hmm. Everything can one-shot you. You're dead. Um, when you're mm -hmm. negotiating with a demon, the question they ask you is completely random. And the answer to that question is also completely random. <laughs> I spoke to the same demon on several occasions. It asked me the same question every time. And the answer I gave got a different response every time. Hmm. Who the fuck thought that was okay? You can't make... When in a dungeon <laughs> where every... Where you're level one and everything can one-shot you, you can't make my option of survival fucking random. Who... Whose bright idea was that? Because that motherfucker needs to be fired. None of the other Shin Megami Tensei games that I played were like that. That is the stupidest mechanic I've ever seen in these games. The questions they ask you will be random, which is fine, but the answers will also be random. <laughs> Sounds like Akira Toriyama got, got a saying <laughs> this. Hey, let's make it funny. Right? And it's like and I could understand if the if the if the answers were random, if it wasn't such a huge negative, because if the answers are random and you get a negative response from the demon, you lose your turn and it can kill you easily. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> so, and not only that, when you go into negotiations with the demon, they'll they'll ask you a question, and if you get the first answer right, they'll then either ask you more questions, which, of course, all the answers are random, or they'll ask you for items. Um, 
they will ask mm. you for items that you do not have. And I don't mean items that you uh that you could have gotten. I mean they'll ask you for items you haven't even seen. Remember, I was le- you're level one. They will ask you for items that aren't even in the available shops for you to purchase. Mm. <laughs> and on any one of those items that they ask you for, if you tell them you don't have it, they might just say, fuck it, I'll just kill you then. And now you're dead. Mm. <laughs> Dude, it boggles my mind the level of stupidity it took for that to be implemented and then allowed to stay in the game. It is fucking inane. The, like, I, I'm sitting here and I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? So whether I get out of my first couple of levels is completely up to RNG? Are you fucking kidding? (laughs) Who the fuck designs a game like that? So... So I I look this up because I'm like, dude, this can't be. I must be missing something. I must be doing something wrong. Now, when I started this game, I was like, it's a Shimagami Tensei game. I better pay fucking attention to these mechanics because if I don't, I'm gonna get my butt wrecked. So maybe I missed something. Mm. I've been read. I've been going through. I went through all the tutorials. I made sure to pay attention to the weakness mechanic and the strength mechanic because uh, the the mecha- the way the mechanics work is uh, if something has a weakness and you hit it with its weak what it's weak to, you get an extra turn. If you hit it with something that it is immune to or nullifies, you just lose your you either lose a turn or you lose all your turns and it goes to the enemy's turn. And it and that's vice versa. Um status ailments work on bosses as well as you, like status ailments that work on normal enemies also work on bosses, so they're very important. Um I ended up later later on in levels, once I got past level one the nightmare that was level one uh later on in levels i got a move called uh i think it was dream punch which puts in uh which puts an opponent to sleep when they're asleep you can attack them and they don't wake up it's basically a hard stun for however many turns it lasts and as far as i can tell it lasts until they die or it's dispelled it's insanely good um, it can be resisted because there have been enemies who it didn't affect, but seven out of ten enemies get hit by it, fall asleep, and then my team just murdered them in their sleep. And I'm like, good, fuck this shit, fuck this shit. Good. <laughs> um, uh, so, ah, oh, fuck, I lost my train of thought. <laughs> <laughs> I lost. Sorry, I lost my train of thought because I was trying to explain that. But oh, I so I went through all the tutorials, paying extra careful attention to how shit worked, so I I wouldn't just be getting killed left and right. So I go onto a forum to look this up, and they're like, "Oh yeah, uh, the first couple of levels of Naraku are just freaking hard, but if you can get out of those levels, the game tends levels out after that." And I'm like, 
<laughs> Why in the fucking hell would you design your levels to be a nightmare for your level one player? So that anyone who even wanted to try to get into this game couldn't. But I guess if they bought the game, you already have their money, so it's not your problem. And that is the most scummy and worst <laughs> uh, perspective to have on that I can think of. So hmm. I don't know if it was just outright stupidity that this worked this way or if it's just scummy business shit that made it work this way. Like, it just, it makes no sense to me in any way, shape, or form. But, I just, and they even said, hey, save scum. Save save every chance you get. Never not save. So, what I've been doing is I've been saving hmm. after every single combat. Every single one. And I was eventually able to get from level one to level two. From level two to level three. I recruited a full party of demons and I got all the way and I'm all the way up at level seven or eight right now. I think I just turned level eight. Um, and uh, so I uh, turned level eight. There's still level three enemies that can one shot me and not because they're hitting my weakness, but because they do that much damage. Um, I remember in the podcast I was listening to, uh, the guys were talking about the game and they were talking about how easy it was. It's not that the game is easy. It's not. It's that the damage is so high and when you target a person's weakness, you get such a huge benefit off of it. Battles are either huge catastrophes in which you die or you ruffle stomp your enemy. Period. There's no in-between. <laughs> There's no back-and-forth footsies. No, you either murder it or you <laughs> die. Choose one. <laughs> that is this game. And I'm like, I'm like, okay. I mean, I started getting, I got good at it. So I'm murdering everything. Like, I might lose, and, and th this is another reason why the mechanic for talking to a demon to get them to come to your side is so fucking retardedly built, is, so, you can have a full party. That means you get four attacks, four turns, and every time you hit a weakness, you get an extra turn. It's like a half turn, so you get an extra attack. You could have, you could hit a weakness to get four more extra attacks, and then try to talk to a demon, and if negotiations fall apart, you lose everything. You don't just lose the attack for your character, you lose everyone else's attacks, and now it's the enemy's turn. But hmm. you need to be able to talk to demons, because demons are also how you learn your skills. As you level demons up, they'll gain different skills, and then once they get to a certain level, they will do what's called a demonic whisper where they'll teach you their skills and they will teach and you can choose however many skills that they have available to have them teach them to you. Not only that, if you have them teach you the same skill again, it makes the skill stronger. So Dia is a heal spell. If I have a demon teach me Dia multiple times, it will make that spell more powerful, right? 
This is the problem with that. Mm-hmm. The most risky, unsafe shit you can do in this game that I have found so far is talk to a demon and try to recruit them. It is the riskiest fucking thing you can do because if negotiations fail, it becomes the demon's turn and they might and they have the ability to kill your entire party in short order. The reason this is even more of a problem is because once a demon has taught you any skill, like if you only learn one skill from them. Or if you learn all their skills, they can never do it again, no matter how much you level them. So if you and you only have a certain amount of skill slots, so you can't learn as you can't learn every skill that they teach you immediately. You have to pick and choose. And then as you level up, you can increase your skill slots so you can learn other skills. Also, remember, you need them to teach you the skills uh, multiple times to strengthen those skills. Guess what? If you have a demon in your party, you cannot recruit another of that same demon. So Mm -hmm. you have to delete or release that demon so that you can then go into negotiations with another demon of the same type so that they can do the demonic whisper and either teach you a skill you didn't get before or strengthen a skill you have. What is the riskiest motherfucking thing you can do in this game talk to a fucking demon so then, so what does the game do it forces you to do it so it sounds like you paid twenty dollars to torture yourself. it really does i dude i i literally paused the game and was like i spent 20 bucks for this <laughs> like this is what i spent twenty dollars on <laughs> Dude, it, it, we'll get that. It, we'll get the guy in. We'll make him spend bucks on a game. Like, like it baffles me. Now, to be fair, I am in. I, it, to be fair, I am enjoying things about the game. Right, I like the combat. I like the system the way I, I like uh, the combat. I like the demons. There are some pretty cool ones. Um, it's a Shin Megami Tensei game. I've always loved the series. This mechanic with talking to the demon, like, see, th- this is another reason why it, it's so annoying. In the other Shin Megami Tensei games, you just had to be higher level, and then you just beat the shit out of the demon and subjugate them. Because they were fucking demons. You didn't talk to them. You didn't try to placate them. You said, you work for me now. Or I'll rip your fucking head off of your shoulders. And then they would go, oh, I work Hmm. for you now. And that's how that works. Now Hmm. I have to go into negotiations like I'm a politician negotiating with a foreign country. And hope they join me. And I'm like, nah, fuck that. They're demons. Why would I do that? But they're like, nah, that's what you're going to do. And it's going to be the riskiest, most unsafe shit you can do. 
oh well thanks i've had demons go hey give me and, and you oh also you don't get money from fights when you beat when you beat a demon you only get experience you don't get money so everything like new weapons new armor cost quite a lot like they cost quite a lot but you don't get money from fights but guess what during a negotiation oh. a demon might ask for money they might ask for 20 30 oh. 75 maka it's called maka uh, you start off with 300 so you might have a demon that goes, hey, give me 75. And you're like, well, okay. And then they might go, hey, give me 25. Oh, okay. Hey, give me 35, Maka. Okay. Well, I just lost a half of my money. And then they might go, well, thanks for that. Bye. And then leave. <laughs> and if you say no to giving them the money, then you lose your and turn then and they kill you. you or actually two things could happen. You lose your turn and they kill you, or you lose your turn and they just leave with what money you did give them, or, or items. And guess what? Hmm. If they do join you, you get none of it back. They keep it all anyway. Hmm. <laughs> it is infuriating. It is infuriating. So that's why I save after every combat. I'm like, fuck it. I keep forgetting that in these worlds, I am a demigod and have the ability to rewind time. So game, you want to be like this? All right, fuck it. No more hands tied behind my back. I'm going to rewind time every time you give me a negative outcome. And when I get a positive outcome, I ain't going to feel bad about it. Fuck you. Because if it's fuck me, then fuck you too. <laughs> That's how this is going to work. And you know what? Since I've had that mentality, I've been enjoying the game. <laughs> I'm <gonna suck. laughs> Welcome to Shin Megami Tensei 4, where everything's made and up the and the money doesn't matter. matter. <laughs> Dude, yeah. I, I, oh, oh, also, uh, uh, sorry, another thing real quick. Uh, another thing oh. about this, when you go down into the Naraku dungeon, demons pop up out of the floor. It is a uh, real-time kind of action event. So they come up out of the floor, and they just uh -huh. run screaming at you the moment they notice you. This isn't a big deal. <laughs> it's, it's, it's not a big deal at first. Because at first, because the game lets you know, hey, use X to swing your sword, and if you hit them with your sword, you get a preemptive strike. So you, you hit them and you go first. This is also a negative because if you don't notice them and they hit you like from behind, they get a preemptive strike, and then it's their turn. And as I said, they can one-shot everything so they can wipe your party off of that so you have to be very diligent there is a sound that happens when they start coming up out of the ground but it is so slight you can easily miss it over the background music because someone thought that that was okay as well this is the thing that really really got me though i'm down in the dungeon and i go through a door right i come back through mm -hmm. that door 
the scene loads in so that you can see what's going on. I have a split second to realize that the demon that spawned in that room while I was out of the room noticed me coming through the door before, like, because there's a, there's a scene transition. You go through a door, the screen goes dark, and then it brightens back up into the next room, right? Well, I have a split second to realize that once the room comes back into uh, view, that the demon is right in front of my nose, screaming in my face, and attacks me. And gets a preemptive strike because of it. And nearly kills my party. Thanks, game. For walking through a door. (laughs) How dare I? Now, remember, I walked through that door because I'm currently on one of the three missions I've been given to go down into the dungeon and explore it to find an item. So, God forbid I ever use a door. <laughs> like, <laughs> like I I just I dude I cannot I cannot fathom the level of stupidity <laughs> of the person who designed this and then the person who said looks good. I cannot fathom anyone st- play tested this game went through what I went through at level one at level one David went through what I went through and been like <laughs> nope that's good send it out seems good <laughs> to me ship it <laughs> so uh, quick question is this only on the 3DS or is it also on uh, as far platforms? as I can tell it is only on 3DS which was one of the reasons I didn't get it way back when it's like a 2016 or a 2014 game uh, okay second question is there a Shin Megami Tensei uh, I think there are multiples they're coming out with a new one actually they're actually going to be coming out with a new one let me see if I can so so this did not fuck up their chances of making more. It did more. not. I mean, <laughs> it's toted as one of their better ones. Like that's the thing. And I and from what I've been told about how its mechanics work, I know why. Because in the original Shin Megami's, like Shin Megami One, Shin Megami Two, um, w- to get stronger demon, to get some of the strongest demons in the game, you have to merge demons together. The problem with that was is that. You were never told which demons you needed to get the demon you were looking for, and the product was random. So even if you had the correct demons, you may not get the demon that you were looking for that they're supposed to create. They might create four different demons, and the one you're looking for you don't get. So then you have to go out and grab those demons again. Also, the demon might have to be at a certain level, and these were things the game never told you because – Game developers hate giving their players information. They fucking hate it. They hate it. They hate it. They hate it. They hate giving you information. (laughs) They can't fucking stand it. Here's a game you spent 20 bucks on. Yeah, it's like, fuck you for wanting to know how something works. 
<laughs> like stab yourself in the dick and figure it out. <laughs> like so one of the things apparently wow. that Shin Megami uh Shin Megami 4 does is not only does it show you the exact demon you're going to get, but it you you get the recipes for the demons and it shows you what you need. And apparently there are a bunch of other quality of life uh mechanics upgrades that they did that just make the entire system much much easier to use which it needed to be in the first place um so that's why it's toted is kind of one of the best ones which is one of the reasons i was interested in it um so um it doesn't i think the latest one uh, there's a DX2 Shin Megami Tensei that came out in 218. There's a Shin Megami Tensei Strange Journey Redux that came out in 218 as well. Those are the two latest ones that I'm seeing. So, uh, one is for the Nintendo DS. What is this one for? Uh, what is it? Initial release date, developers, publishers. Why are you not telling me what platform this is on? Maybe it didn't come to the States? Mm, give me a sec. Oh, it's a phone game. Uh, that one is a phone game. Okay. And the other one is 3DS. Let me see if it's on any other platform. Uh, Persona, Persona. Yeah, and a Shin Megami Tensei 5 is on its way. It says 2021. Yeah, it says 2021. So there should be a Shin Megami Tensei 5 coming out this year. Uh, it's going to be on the Nintendo Switch, though. Um, hmm. Let's see. This one's on 3D. Oh, yeah, that one's only on the 3D. Why did they move all the Shin Megami Tenseis to handheld? I liked having them on my TV screen. And I liked, I liked having the better <laughs> graphics. Why would you not put Shin Megami Tensei on console? Like, it, it, it's it's how they got popular by being on the PlayStation and the PlayStation 2. It's literally how they got popular. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I don't understand some things. I just don't. Um, and it looks like 4, I think, is also only Nintendo 3DS. So, yeah. So, the new one's coming out on the Switch, which at least acts as a console, so that's not so bad. Uh, but all the rest seem to be 3DS until you go back to uh, PlayStation 2. I don't know if there were any on the PlayStation 3. Oh, and it was hmm. Shin Megami Tensei Nocturne. Those were the ones I played. One and two. Uh, those were really good. Yeah. None of the... Hmm. Yeah. Until it's now. not that it's not good. It's like the game is going out of its way to be infuriatingly annoying. Like, the mechanics just don't make any sense hmm. to be the way they are at the level. Like, this shit would have been okay as I got near to the middle of the game. But it's at level one! Like, <laughs> and okay, and this is another thing. 
if you die, you go into the underworld and you talk to Chiron. And Chiron will revive you because he's got so many souls coming in. He doesn't want to deal with another one if he doesn't have to. So he's like, hey, pay me some money. You can go back up. I don't give a fuck. But it costs money, which you don't get from your fights. So, so how do the you? The only get money? way I've seen that you get money so far is when you're exploring Naraku. You can come across what are called relics, and they're these like ancient like stones and whatnot. And you take them to the local blacksmith or the local apothecary, and you sell them to them. I found three in my last training mission, and I went from like 400 maka to like 1200 maka. So they sell for a good bit. Um, the other way I've seen is that sometimes demons will give you stuff. Um, one of the things that happens is if you, uh, like one of the characters I have uh, is Nepia. She's like a uh, demon fairy. Um, I, if you try to recruit another Nepia, that Nepia will be like, hey, that's my best friend I see you have in your party. You better be, uh, you better make sure you take care of her or else. And then she'll leave. Sometimes the demon, when it leaves, will give you money. Um, there was another demon that I got into my party when I tried to recruit another one because uh, I was testing to see if it was specifically that demon or was it any demon or, you know, I was testing it out. Uh, it was a uh, bird with an old man's head and a sword. Um, and I talked to another one to try to recruit him and he was like, take care of him and he refilled our MP. So sometimes the demons will give you stuff, but it's not consistent. And it, like the only way I can tell to actively consistently make money is to find these relics as of right now. There might be another better system later on, but right now the only way I know of is to find those relics, meaning you have to run around in Iraku and deal with these asshole systems, which aren't too big of an issue now that I've put on some levels and gotten some skills. Because I fucking put one dude to sleep, we hit the weakness of another dude, and then we murder the other guy in his sleep. Just slit his throat and be done with it. Um, the uh, hmm. the other thing that's also good is you have what's called applications because on your wristband you uh, you have a uh, an AI in it that helps you through stuff, and you get applications for that AI. One of the AI is Scan. I was really happy to find out that Scan, which gives you information on demons you come across, doesn't cost you a turn. You can do it at any time. During your turn, when it's your team's turn, you can do it at any time and you can look at the monster. The problem is, if it's a new monster you've never seen before, it doesn't give you any information on it. You have to defeat it first. The problem with this is, if you hit what a monster is, uh, what a monster nullifies or is immune to, you lose your turn. And as I've said before many times, most of you can be killed instantly you can literally be one shot still so it's like why would you not give me a scanner that would give me at least what it's null against so i don't accidentally hit that you want me to learn and use these mechanics but you are forcibly putting me into situations that throw my survive my ability to survive into rng why game? 
Why? <laughs> you don't do that. The entire point of having this system is so that I can build myself up and become an effective uh, become an, uh, an effective force in this game against the forces that are trying to kill me. But if every battle is fucking R, if every new battle is RNG, that's a problem. The entire point of scan is to be able to scan a creature and have the information that you need to be able to defeat it without getting yourself killed. It's already a big enough risk trying to talk to it and recruit it. I Hmm. A big enough <laughs> risk for you, yeah, game developer, not the game shit. developer, yeah, though. But that's Shin Megami Tensei <laughs> 4. Uh, once again, I have just gotten to the point of save scumming it, and I kill things. If you are, if I am not interested in recruiting, in recruiting you as a demon, you're dead. You are done immediately because you can't fuck around in this game. You can't fuck around in this game. Like uh, one last thing, there was a there's a demon, the Griffin, um, and it's like the highest level demon I've seen so far. It's like level three. Um, it has a move that just kills a party member. It's called like a uh, double claw or something like that. Every time it hits with that, it just kills a party member. Period. We're like all my members are like level like double its level, like level six and stuff. Doesn't matter. It uses that move and it hits, kills them. Done. Um, so double claw, aka yeah, aka Gatling, yeah. Gotcha. Um, I have tried to talk to this thing on five different occasions, trying to get it uh, recruited to my team. So I have one. Every time it has failed, and every time it has failed, I have nearly party wiped. And. Mm. So I got so I was like, you know what? <laughs> Fuck it. I don't need it. So I've just been murdering it every time I see it now. I put it to sleep and we cut its throat. Done. <laughs> so listeners, if you if you're uh fancying a game that is frustrating uh and and all that. Give Shimagami Tensei four a try. It, it, honestly, it is better once you get your footing, but it's still fucking idiotic for it to be built the way it is in the beginning. If, like I said, if this had happened around the middle of the game, I couldn't complain. It should be that hard around the middle of the game and going into the late part of the game. But at level one, it is it it's it's nuts at level one. It is fucking idiotic you don't do that to your level one player not without having something that is also like if you're going to give us that big of negative then you have to give us something that balances that out but making it just completely based off of rng is fucking stupid i don't know how that got through development it's dumb but like if if I was a new person to the series, I would have tried to return that game. I would have just been done. I'd have been like, nope, done with this. <laughs> the only reason I'm still playing it is because uh, it's been praised so much by uh, 
podcasters whose opinions I uh, value and because I'm such a longtime fan of the series. And this was was said to be one of the best game, the best versions of the game in the series. That's the only reason I'm willing to go through this bullshit. If this had been my first Shin Megami Tensai game, it would have been my last Shin Megami Tensai game. <laughs> I'm wondering how much money those you know, these people who are saying, oh, it's the best game in the series. I wonder how much money I they got paid to say that. Uh, the the ones whose opinions I trust usually <laughs> don't get sponsored to say that, and even if they do, they all like they don't do they do not blow smoke up your ass. As as far as I can tell, if a game is garbage, they call it garbage. Period. So if you don't want your game called garbage, don't pay them to talk about your game. If a game is good, they will say it's good regardless <laughs> of whether you pay them or not. So, like I said, the, these are opinions in which I trust. They're not just – these are uh, podcasters who I've listened to for a long time, and that has been a trend with them that has stuck, and that's a trend that I like. They don't take money to blow sp- smoke up your ass. If they think a game is good, they will tell you it's good. If they think it's garbage, they will tell you it's garbage. So, like I said, it's on their it's it's their praise and my own love of the series is the only reason I'm still playing it. Um, and now I have a little bit more control over the situation, so I'm just being careful, using everything that I using every tool at my disposal, and it, and I've been enjoying it now. I'm using every tool I have because I try not to save scum because I feel like it's cheating the game to do that because you can always rewind until you get the best possible outcome but this game doesn't leave you a choice it it just doesn't that is another tool in your arsenal Mm. use it and don't be afraid to don't feel bad about it fucking use it save after every fucking battle and if you have a negative outcome fucking reload that bitch don't even feel bad about it the game basically Mm. forces you to do it Bad game. Bad game. It's bad. Go in the corner and think about how bad you are. Not necessarily <laughs> wrong. Um, and uh, the last thing uh, with my week was I also picked up Indivisible during Christmas. Uh, that is a, uh indie game done... Ooh, who is Indivisible done by? I want to make sure I get this right. Because they do a good job. Uh, it is by Lab Zero Games. So Lab Zero Games put out Indivisible, and it is a uh, an action RPG. Uh, it is in the same vein as Valkyrie Profile. A lot of people say it's not the spiritual successor to Valkyrie Profile, but as far as the combat system, yeah, it is. It's almost exactly like uh, Valkyrie Profile, but with improvements to its combat system, uh, which is one of the, hmm? was was that the one where you like you run around in a circle, like the whole map is just a circle? Valkyrie Profile. I don't think so. No. Yeah, because I remember you talking about that 
it was a game like there was a game that you had that that we had talked about and like I think it was PlayStation Two, but like you, you ran like the map was um, just a circle. That might have been. Uh, there was another one, um, Odin Sphere. That might have been Odin Sphere. Yeah, yeah, that's the one. Yeah, uh, that's the but one. Valkyrie Profile is the one with the three different Valkyries: uh, Lineth, Sumeria, and uh, I forget the name of the Dark Valkyrie. Um, but I'd always wanted new versions of that game, which they did come out with Silmeria. It just wasn't good. Um, I played it, but it just was not good. Um, but Indivisible, as far as the combat system, is basically a spiritual successor to Valkyrie Profile, but it's built in the vein of like a fighting game, so your characters can perform combos. And you have launchers, you have supers you can do, uh, you have, um, there are some enemies that you have to juggle in order to do damage to them. You have to knock them in the air and then juggle them with everybody else's attacks. There are some enemies you have to hit with double lows to break open their defense so that you can then do damage to them. Uh, there are some enemies you get extra damage by going high, low, and then going in with a super. Like, it's uh, it is basic. It's like Valkyrie Profile, the video game. It's actually really good, and I and I've been enjoying it. The characters are all colorful and uh, funny. Um, when you first start off, there's a character named Dar, who, and this is literally the beginning of the game, so it's not spoiler, but he kills your father. And with Ajna, the way it works is people get absorbed into her mind, which is called her inner realm. And they, and they stay in her inner realm. And Dar gets absorbed into her inner realm. And from and now this is the guy who murdered her dad. So from that point on, every time Dar opens his mouth, the answer to him opening his mouth and making sounds is, shut up, Dar. Nobody asked you, Dar. Fuck you, Dar. <laughs> Dar is stupid. Yeah, Dar is stupid. Like, you get another character almost directly after him called uh, Rasmi, and she's this, uh, she's this kind of uh, hermit lady. And, like, there's a point in time where Dar, like, oh. says something, and and Aja's like, shut up, Dar. And Rasmi's like, yeah, shut up, Dar. And then there's another part where it's like, hey, unless you're Dar, he's pretty stupid. And Aja's like, yeah, he is really stupid. And they're just like, this is the, this is the dude who came in, burned your village down, and killed your father. And and they they hammer that home. They shit on him from moment one. He is just constantly getting shit on. It's hilarious. Uh like he deserves it and it's fucking hilarious. Um <laughs> <laughs> uh, like but, but but shut up. Yeah, Dar, pretty much it's like shut up, Dar. Nobody <laughs> asked you. <laughs> oh, I'd, uh, I'd have to watch some video it's, it's of that. It's pretty it's pretty <laughs> funny, man. It's it's pretty funny. And yeah, that is oh, 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 also Hades. I for, I almost forgot. Uh, I went back to Hades, um, and I found out by watching a stream someone was doing, um, you do get multiple dashes. 
in the last time I talked about Hades, I was talking about there's an ability that you get from Ares, where when you dash, you leave behind this twirling weapon that just does AOE damage in an area. And I was like, man, that could be really good if you could get multiple dashes. You can get up to four dashes. And your dash can get an ability from Athena that makes you invulnerable while you're dashing for a couple of seconds. So I was like, oh, I saw that, and I was like, oh, I'm going to have to try that. So I'm going to have to get back to Hades to see if I can get that build put together to see if that would work. Because that looks really good. Um, I would love to just be dashing around and just leaving multiples of those. I don't know if you can get more than four dashes. I do too. So... I, mean, I, don't I hope so. I would love to get like 10 dashes. That would be great. <laughs> like 10 dashes with that ability would be so good. Um, so, dude, there are a lot of builds that already do that. There are so many. Bi- <laughs> like, that's one of the things that people had a complaint about with Hades is that once you get a, to a certain point in the game, the game gets easy because a lot of the builds are just ridiculously powerful. Um, but, uh, so have to get back to that, uh, COVID vaccinations have started rolling out. Um, and this is what's hilarious about this. And this is what, um, uh, uh, conspiracy theorists are going to fucking jump on immediately. So they start rolling out the new COVID vaccinations, right? So we're all, I, I, I you know, we're, at, the, the populace mm-hmm. is optimistic at this point. The COVID vaccinations have started being given out. They seem to be working. Maybe 2021 will get us back to normal. Whatever normal is, you know, once the vaccinations get out to the actual public mm-hmm. and COVID isn't such a problem, right? Then a new strain of COVID pops nope. up in Britain. And mm-hmm. now it, mm-hmm. it's not just yeah, in Canada, Canada, it's in America now as well. They found a guy, uh, yeah, in Colorado, yeah, Colorado, who also has the new strain of COVID. And let me say this. This is the reason why wearing your mask and stopping the spread of a disease like this is such is so important. Because the more people it infects, the more opportunity it has to mutate into a new strain. That's why everyone was like, wear your fucking mask, be quarantined, because it may not be overly lethal now, but if it gets to enough people and can mutate into a new form, it could literally turn into like the new bubonic plague. That's why it's so important to make sure it does not spread. Now, we don't know if the new strain is dangerous yet, but still, it could have been. And if it, and let's say another, let's say people say fuck it to all the rules again, and another strain comes out, it is too late to go, oops, we're sorry we were wrong. If the next strain that pops up is lethal to anyone Mm. who gets it immediately, it is too late. To say, oh, we should have been wearing our mask if the next strain is so fatalistic, it wipes out 30% of the American population. It's too late then. 
when it comes to this kind of situation, I don't give a fuck about your conspiracy theories. I don't care if you think it's government control. It is always better to err on the side of caution. Once we figure out that it's a big conspiracy theory by the governments, then we can be mad. We can do a revolution and we can start putting politicians' heads on pikes. I'm I'll I'll be at the I'll be at the front of the White House with you. But until we're absolutely positive that that's the fucking case and it's not theoretical, it is always in these situations better to err on the side of caution, quarantine, and wear your fucking masks. <sighs> Wash your hands, six feet, all that good stuff. Yeah, I don't know. I'm, I might be a tad bit conspiracy theorish about the vaccine. I mean, I'm not I'm not going to not take it. I just want to, you know, want them to iron the fucking kinks out well, first before I put um, that shit in me. And which is what they're basically doing. And like I said, I, I, I absolutely understand how this all looks. First off, I don't believe in any conspiracy theory here because you're expecting that multiple world governments are all on board for the same plan. These are literally people who can't agree on anything anything but they all got together and concocted <laughs> this these are people who get into spiteful arguments that lead us into wars because someone insulted someone's daughter or son but you think they could cooperate on this Okay. <laughs> well, well, you know the whole plan for the for the COVID world takeover is in the middle of the center yeah, of the yeah. hollow flat Earth. I mean, so lizard people and all that. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, and the Illuminati. Like, and, and it's like you. It's like all oh, the world governments are in on it. it. You're literally talking about all of the governmental. Uh, you're 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 talking about groups of people who can't decide on the same color for a plate, but they all got together and was like, you know, what would be a good idea to control hmm. the populace through mass disease fear. Let's all do that. That would that, that yeah that that would be good, wouldn't it? It's like, but they'll all agree to that. Like, all right. <laughs> all right. Well, maybe maybe all that other stuff is just a dog and pony show for the, the rest of us. Oh, they can't agree on anything. Look at that. If, they can't choose the same if color. If we find that plate. out, I will uh, clap. I won't even be mad. I'll be like, I get we deserve to be sheep because boy, I they got me. <laughs> like I will clap. I will give them full props if that turns out to be the case. Like I'll be like, oh yeah, you guys got me. I never suspected a fucking thing. I am an idiot. <laughs> like, but until we find <laughs> until we have concrete evidence that that happens, yeah, no. I don't believe it even for a second. Um, but yeah. And then stimulus checks <laughs> came out. Hopefully they'll uh, it's, I know it's fucking stupid, but it, it hopefully it helps at least even the smallest bit. But yeah, six hundred dollars was fucking stupid. 
it, like, are, like when the original checks came out for what twelve hundred, <laughs> they weren't sure that was going to be enough to actually help anybody. Uh-huh. And just for the record, it's not twelve hundred. Is a crap. Twelve hundred might be one month's <laughs> house payment and car payment, and that's it. And 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 possibly food. Mm. Possibly some amount of food. Probably not enough. Um, depend because you you're gonna have to split it between food. Mm. You're gonna have to split it between bills. So most likely not enough food. Um, and then they go, oh, let's give them half that this time. <sighs> Did you did you see what what like the majority uh, of it that went back into the went government? Uh, it went back into the what the the government? Uh, what's it called? Uh, I can't think of the word brain. Um, <clears throat> budget. It went back into the government budget. Well, yeah, like they they did put some like in. Uh, kind of sort of. They give themselves like, a raise again. Uh, what was it like? Really? I was joking! Pat (laughs) themselves on the back. Such a good job we did. Everybody gets $600. Uh, Pakistan gets a gender studies program. Israel gets money. Uh, someone else, some other countries got funding for their a nuclear people program. Being evicted from their homes, and these motherfuckers actually gave themselves a raise. That can't be real. That can't be real, dude. I. <laughs> that can't be real. <laughs> Are you... Well, I mean that 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 in itself is bad, but sending like a couple hundred million dollars to Pakistan for gender studies. Gender study. The fuck is that even mean? I can't right now. I I let's just do our break and move on to (laughs) Hannibal and Blood of Zeus. I can't. I I cannot do this right now. I just I can't man. I I can't Uh, and other good news, though, good. Uh, we have uh, Disney uh, Plus again. So, okay, start, it's our, it's, it has finished too, so I'll have to grab it and binge watch it. But well, I think I think what they gave themselves a thirty thousand dollar raise. See that, and and I was I was thinking as well. <laughs> when I found out about the $600 that they decided on, and that was the only thing they could get approved because the Democrats were like, we need to give everybody 2000 And the Republicans were like, no, 600 And I was like, the only people who could possibly think $600 is enough to help with the current, like, out of work, uh, no, you know, crisis would be people who aren't worried about money. Because these politicians aren't worried about money. They're not worried about when their next meal is oh, coming. Yeah. They're not worried about getting evicted. They're they, like, they can sit at home on their asses and not care. All these politicians are rich. They don't, they only people mm-hmm. who have, who don't ever have to worry about money could go, 
oh, $600 is more than enough. And then to find out that these motherfuckers gave hmm. themselves a raise of any kind. I don't give a fuck how small it is. I don't give a fuck how big it is. The fact that they gave themselves a raise of any kind. Not only that, because what what is even more insulting is these fuckers gave themselves a raise alongside a relief package for their people. I can't do this right now. Let's just move on. I'm I'm just I'm not doing this right now. Like I'm genuinely angry and I'm not doing this right now. So let's move on. All right. We'll take a break and we'll come back and talk about 